Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You hear me talk about NordVPN.com slash Fightful a lot. It's because I use it every single day. You can listen or watch your favorite shows abroad. Whether you're in the States like me and you want to watch shows from uh, the UK or Australia or you're just traveling and you want access to your local things. You can shield your data from snoops and criminals. You can safely listen to your shows, stream shows, browse in complete privacy by shielding your IP address. You can change your virtual location with just one click. Protect yourself on public Wi-Fi. You know that can be dangerous. People can get access to all of your stuff. Secure all the devices that you own. It's available on all major operating systems, and you can connect up to six devices separately with one subscription. 30-day money-back guarantee, four months free added on top of that deal. NordVPN.com slash Fightful with three great tiers for you to enjoy. Welcome to another edition of Grapsity Reviews. I'm Will Washington. You know Righteous Reg down there. You know to my screen right, it's Mr. Philip Lindsay. But none of that's important. What's important here is our guest because we are joined by MLW's own one half of the World Tag Team Champions. He is Mr. EJ Nduka. How you doing, EJ? The judge. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I appreciate y'all having me on here. Really Here comes do. the judge. Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. <laughs> Yo. Um, so straight away, man, you've got that big title graphic down there. Um, That's right. If anybody looks you up on Twitter, you uh-huh. can see that you have plans to get another belt in your possession because you're mm-hmm. currently um, laying your claim to the MLW World Heavyweight Championship and Correct. challenging Hammerstone very soon. Mm-hmm. That's uh, correct. So, just, um, just man, we are what like a year and a half away from your release from WWE, and just how does it feel to get like such a big opportunity to wrestle somebody like Hammerstone, and you know, just get that kind of trust from MLW this soon? I mean, it, it's been dope. I, off the rip, yo, they've given you know they believed in me. They've given me a lot of opportunities. Like, 
y'all got to realize, man, like I was sitting around over there at, at uh, the WWE with my thumb up my butt. Nobody knew who yeah. I was. I'm just work coming every day early, trying to grind, trying to work, work, you know, learning the industry. And then, you know, out of nowhere, I get let go. And, you know, there's a number of companies that are hitting me up. And uh, MLW, you know, they came with a plan. They weren't, you know, asking me like, oh, what happened? Well, you know, they were just like, look, we got a plan. And I had a plan, too. And it just coincided. And so my first, you know, actual match was a TV match. And it was the Battle Riot. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just went off. And I had to learn, like, 40 spots. You know what I'm saying? So. You're talking to a dude that went from having practice matches, a couple coconut matches, you know, with some, you know, quality people over at the WWE. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, we're going to hit the ground running. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to get thrown in the deep end because I knew I can do it. I just wanted a platform to show that I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You've been definitely in the deep end. You're like in cage <laughs> matches now, like you're getting physical and you're doing like table spots. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a huge difference than, you know, what we got, the little bit we got to see from you in NXT. Yeah. Yeah, because if, if cage match is correct, you only had two matches in NXT, correct, on the on the loop, or had you done more than that? No, no, I, I had more. Uh, what are you talking about? Cage? Oh, the website cage matches. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the the crazy part is when I got to NXT, it was just it was a weird time because it's the complete opposite of what's going on now. Like before, they were like kind of incubating talent and kind of like saving talent and like oh we're waiting for the the perfect time and this this and that. But we were definitely having matches. Like we have a lot of matches internally and then we have matches on the road. So I had I was at probably like maybe. Uh, like eight or nine matches deep already mm-hmm. so i had some matches underneath my belt and um i was learning and the light bulb went off you know and so i was i was having fun too more importantly because I, I really started to fall in love with this business because you know you know there's a lot to it <laughs> there is a lot to this and so uh just getting that opportunity um to get in the ring because i don't care what nobody says you don't learn unless you're in the ring that's it that you you can't you can learn you know visually you can learn with drills and everything but you don't learn how to have matches unless you have matches right Mm -hmm. that's super interesting so at this point you've had like less than 30 matches maybe at this point something like that total yeah Uh, i haven't counted but no i've had more than 30 matches. more than that yeah yeah i've had definitely had more than 30 matches but i um I've learned like at an expeditious pace because mm-hmm. uh, I, I've been a pro athlete my whole, basically my whole life. You know, right. I went from high school. I went and played Division One, went to national championship. You know, uh, had a little sting with the NFL, went to the CFL, mm-hmm. and then uh, finished in the AFL, the Arena Football League, and then uh, became a pro bodybuilder and um, got into the wrestling world uh, shortly after that. So I've always been around high level, you know, professional athlete, Olympic athletes. And so it was just one of those things, like I said, get me in the ring and put me around people that are better than me so I can learn because it's hard when the the blind is leading the blind, you know, but if you're in there with like hall of famers, like that, I got an opportunity to work with the WWE and even the mentors now, like, you know, I constantly uh, talk to Devon, mm-hmm. um, Scott Garland, uh, 
I just bounce ideas off of them and say, hey, does this work? Can you check this match out? You know, how does this look? What can I work on? Because, you know, you can have a, a group of yes men and they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's dope. That's dope, dude. That's so <laughs> And then what the hell? you're not learning shit. You're just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so if you got people that are really like, hey, I see this. You do it well doing this. Try this. That's how you really, um, you know, excel. And so, and I always say, man, it don't matter. I've known people that have been in this business 20 years, man, still don't know what the hell they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it doesn't really matter how long you're doing it. It's how bad you want it. You know uh, what I'm saying? So. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Big agreed. So were you a big fan growing up? Oh, yeah, no question. You know, um, when I was a kid, you know, my, you know, we have this little boxes here, right here. We had little chat rooms. My first screen name was Jabroni. Yes. <laughs> I know what the hell it meant, but I knew that Rock would always say it. That's uh, funny because when you were telling your story of your come up, like it sounds like the Rock story a lot. Like you guys play uh-huh. football, it's, Division One, yeah. NFL, CFL, like all those things are like almost the same thing. Nuts, bro. And I didn't even know his story until I literally told somebody, and they were like, "Yo, do you know the Rock was in the CF? Do you know the Rock did that?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "For real." And then it was synonymous with the time where he was kind of telling his story about like two, three years when it, two, three years ago when it was like his story was becoming more and more popular through the grind and like you know the seven dollars in his mm-hmm. pocket in the studios and I was like, damn, that's like, like damn, I got eight bucks, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> no, but uh, it, it, it's dope to just just to be in the same conversation with the Rock, you know, mm-hmm. and uh. Man, I've always looked because you know, when we were young, th- there was very few role models, especially in this business, to look up to. And yeah. so, man, just him, Booker, Mark Henry, you mm-hmm. know, Devon, these are guys that we grew up watching that looked like me, looked like right. us. And um, they always did a you know, Scorpio, they did a phenomenal job in like, you know, just be able to be in the same room with these guys and learn from guys like this is it's been a huge blessing. Like, I definitely don't take it for granted. But, like, to piggyback off what I said, yeah, I grew up watching The Rock, man. Like, mm-hmm. his mannerisms, like, the way he talked, the way he moved. Like, I was always like, man, that, that guy got it. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, yeah, man. And the thing is, you know, like some of us, uh, when I got to high school, I started playing sports. And so mm. I slowly kind of drifted out of, you know, watching consistently like I used to. I was on SmackDown. I was watching Raw mm. every time it came out. It used to be on UPN 9 when I was a kid. I don't know if you remember right. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was on UPN 9. And, and that's uh, a black channel, so you I know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you I know, right after watching right. Homeboys from Outer Space, you got the right. one SmackDown. That was how yeah. it went. Yeah. And then after SmackDown, uh, Martin used to come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> look, back to back, they just yep. got us black kids so excited. Right, that. right. <laughs> we got to do like a deep dive on how much that probably had an effect on us as yeah. fans, and yeah. like, yeah. you know, you got to watch Moesha on the same channel that you got to watch SmackDown. This, yeah. this is amazing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, yeah, that was like my child because I'm a 90s kid, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so that was like my childhood. And as I got older, you know, I got more involved with sports, got scholarships, but I always had it in the back of my mind. But, you know, funny thing is, I just never knew how to get in the business. I didn't know anybody yeah. that was in the business. I didn't, I thought like you have to be selected. You know what I mean? I always mm-hmm. thought of it like, even though it is kind of like the mafia, I was like, you have to have like somebody that knew somebody that was like, hey, you know, 
work this guy out or try this guy out. And so uh, the funny story, how I even got in was uh, through uh, Sky Too Hottie via social media. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that process was was incredible. You know, I got an invite to come out and then, you know, plane ticket, um, hotel room in a trial. And then, you know, the the rest was history. Yeah. um, Before we started recording, you said that you tried out with a pretty notable women's wrestler at the moment, Jay Cargill, and that you guys also went to school with together like. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people know that. No, it's because y'all brought her name up, and I said, <laughs> "I just come on here and start." You know well, hey, we will say she she was the first champion we had here yeah. uh, in that bottom right corner of the screen here, and so yeah. uh, that's, that, that's yeah. So it's fitting that you're here as well. Yo, mm-hmm. shout out to Sis Jade. I see you shining, keep shining. But yeah, uh, Jade and I actually had our tryout uh, together at the WWE, the same tryout. Wow. And um, I'll never forget. I, you know, I recognized her, but she had the little, you had a little short fade, and she was doing her thing because we actually went to college together. Mm-hmm. Um, she played basketball at Jacksonville, and I played football. I was only there for a year. I transferred to Sam Houston, but um, you know, she was always dope. And uh, when we, when I saw her over there, I was like, oh yeah, she got it. She had mm-hmm. all the tools. You know, she definitely had the look. And, um, you know, now she's where she is, shining like a star. That's crazy. Um, yeah. It's such a small world. Like, there's, <laughs> this industry is very, very small. And so the, the fact that I got to see her and then, like, our careers literally start, I would say, started the same day because we both, like, I didn't have a lick of training under my mm-hmm. belt before my, you know, and neither did she. But, you know, we're both athletes. You know what I'm saying? And I knew once I got bit by this bug, I was going to be the best. And I knew the same for her. Like she wanted it. I wanted it. And you see how things have rolled out. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I definitely think you guys have had a similar trajectory with that, mm-hmm. or like around a, the last year or so too. Cause I think like you've been one of the fastest growing guys at MLW. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, very similar with her that she's just, you know, once they invested in her, it's been off to the races. Right. It's, you know what the thing is, when someone else or, you know, corporation, federation, business, whatever have you, believes in you as much as you believe in yourself, hey, the sky is your limit. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. those two things coincide, that's the recipe for a megastar. Straight up. Yeah, I believe Like that. Like, because, you know, if it's, and the thing is, and you got to figure yourself out in this business first, because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will, you know? And so... Some people it takes longer than others to kind of figure out, you know, what you want to do, who you are, what your characters, how you want to wrestle. But the second all that stuff, you know, because all it is is ingredients. And mm-hmm. then you got the recipe. I always say I got the sauce, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And you put it together. Hey, if you can put something together that puts people in the seats, you know what I'm saying? Have quality matches, be able to go, you know, do appearances, talk to kids, talk to adults. Hey, that's the recipe for a megastar. Straight up. You got the tools, man. You already know about you know what I'm it. <laughs> God willing, yo. God right. willing. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about, we we can see it right here on the screen. We got What's two that? little graphics of, uh, you're a champion. And that's right. Bow, your bow. tag team partner is one of mm-hmm. my favorite wrestlers in the whole world, Calvin yeah. Tankman. How has it been being in a tag team with Tank, and how has he influenced you, uh, 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, just being around him and getting to interact with, with him and have tag matches. Tank is dope, man. Uh, Calvin is a good guy. Um, when they, uh, you know, proposed the idea for us to be together, um, I was excited. You know, obviously, uh, you I wasn't really thinking about being in tag team, uh, you know, in the tag team division, but mm-hmm. the way that they were booking me, um, they were like, yo, we, we want to put some gold on you. Like, we, we really like how you're drawing. We want to do this. We want to do that. And so uh, it was around mania time and we were going to Dallas. So it was like the, per- again, the perfect formula. Uh, they were like, you know what? We want you to, you know, create um, a quality, beastly tag team division we want to put you and tank together what do you think and i was like yo let's do it and so mm-hmm. him and i were already cool backstage we we'll chop it up you know i talked to him i told him i, I really like the way he works yeah. i told him he's super athletic another crazy story is uh calvin was actually came the tryout right after mine when really? me and Jade at the wwe wow. so i remember him from the tryout and uh yeah he was a big hoss in there he was doing his thing i remember him in the weight room i'm like oh that's a big boy right there <laughs> for sure <laughs> big boy. Yeah. So, um, when we got to you know rekindle mlw it was, it was dope like you know calvin's been doing this for a while and mm-hmm. uh like you said he, he's phenomenal in the ring he gets it done he understands it and so when our minds get together you know we put matches together we we, we always make magic mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Super dope. I love yeah. it. MLW yeah. Tag Team Champions. You talked a little bit about uh, this match concept of Battle Riot, and that was right. your first MLW match. Just like 
it I can't understand you said you had to hit 40 spots and all this craziness. How was it debuting in that match? What was the moment like just entering and knowing that there's about to be so much going on when you get in there? Oh, yeah, man. That day was a, a very memorable day because it was my first TV match, too. And, of course, I get 40 spots I got to learn. But, uh, <laughs> you know, at first, you know, I just try to to blank it out. You know, I didn't try. I don't let the moment uh, consume me, but I like right. the feeling of nerves because it makes me feel alive. And I feel like pressure creates diamonds. So I was excited. And at the same time, I was like, yo, Look, player, you got knocked this out. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like all these people looking at you, like you ain't no bust. You that guy, so you better knock this out. So out. you know, I uh, I uh, made it a point to go meet everybody. You know, uh, and even before the matches, I tried to watch as many people on MLW roster as I possibly could to learn their wrestling style, what they were good at, what I can do with them. That way, we can make some magic. Because coming into the deal. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I remember them saying, we want to make you the focal point of the riot. Mm -hmm. So with them saying that, I was like, all right, I know what that means. That means I'm going to have to do a lot. And so I wanted to make sure that every single person that had an idea of how they worked. And so, you know, I would go watch their indie stuff. I would go watch, you know, their previous work in MLW. That way that I'm prepared because that's just kind of how I am. You know, I, you know, I feel like the best way to execute is to come in prepared. And obviously, you know, sometimes you can wing it. Sometimes you can wing it. But for a moment like that, where, to be honest with you, I was just, I had a chip. I still do have a chip on my shoulder because yeah. I came from, obviously, the WWE thinking I was doing everything right. And then, you know, what happened, happened, COVID, whatever. And so I'm like, yo, if I, if I come over here, I'm going to show them exactly what they missed out. And I'm going to show the fans exactly who I am. Because, yo, nobody knew who I was. When I got released was when people like was like, yo, I didn't even know EJ was wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. A lot of people remembered me from, you know, either football or bodybuilding. But people were like, damn, I didn't even know he was wrestling. And that was like, whew, I must have not been doing enough. I'm going to make that change right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, it was an incredible day. I the biggest thing that I was surprised about was my the response when I came out from Julio. Mm. They were nuts. Right. Because uh, you know, I was training at Devon school and Devon was like, Man, you know, Philly's a tough crowd, you know, that's the old DCW arena, you know, those are our stomping grounds. So I'm like, damn, this is about to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> I was really thinking like, all right, I gotta do like eight backflips to get these people to cut their hands. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> but when i came out i kind of just stood in the moment and they were just warring you know right. what i'm saying and i just sprinted to the ring first person i saw i said <laughs> so after that they were everything i did they were just like <gasps> so it was dope that's why i always say i love y'all but y'all philly they always show so much love every time we go there like the first time i went there i came because uh, I didn't even know about merch. And somebody mm -hmm. was like, oh, make sure you have merch. You have T-shirts and stuff to sell. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I put like a little rinky-dink order in for like 40 shirts, like a couple, eight. didn't even know what the hell 8 by 10s were. Mm -hmm. Had a little 8 by 10s and stuff. Sold out. And I was like, God, man, I should have brought a hundred. You know <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought a hundred. 
but every time I go there, I, I bring like a, a bag full of stuff and it's gone because they mm. show love. Because they they literally watched me from my TV inception till now. And they're just, I appreciate them. Even though I'm a bad guy and I don't really care about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I appreciate y'all. Ugly ass fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so you know talking about um the, those philly crowds and and really just the the audiences that mlw's kind of run in front of because yeah the, that 2300 arena of course that is the famous ecw arena um and uh so i i wanted to ask you a little bit about um and i guess you kind of got into that uh just a second ago but just the the mlw base and just that that kind of hardcore fan base that that is really dedicated to that product um and yeah you really have taken off with that audience in, in a yeah. way that i don't think um, a lot of people would have expected uh but i guess more so to, to bring it back around how mm -hmm. has that uh how has that been as far as the fans are concerned that that kind of transition into um, because again, that NXT base uh, mm -hmm. that you kind of got to, to perform in front of a little bit um, on the loops, uh, again, a dedicated base, but not necessarily that same kind of crowd that you're necessarily getting uh, at the, the 2300 arenas, working in Dallas, things along those lines. Yeah. Uh, how has that transition been for you to, to go from one universe of fans to a completely different one? It's It's been an incredible ride. Um, I've only told a few people this and... Uh, Something I told myself um, when uh, I got released, I was like, "Bruh, if you don't get over in uh, three months, you need to get your ass up out of here." You know uh, what I'm saying? Because I gave my because look, when I got let go, my son was like three months, and wow, uh, okay. we had just bought a house that weekend. Oh my god! <laughs> so it and the, and it was COVID too. So I'm like in my head, I'm like, Ooh, "Yo, what tough. the hell am I going to do?" And so like. In the moment, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yo, what the hell just happened? Like, what you got to figure something out. And of course, like, it's not like I can just get up and get a job because everybody's ass is at home, yep. afraid of this damn virus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the WWE is not even doing anything. They're doing everything internally at the um, at the PC. And at the time, the main roster was doing their deal at the uh, Amway. So I was like, bro, okay, this is the worst possible situation. But I was confident enough in myself that if I can do this now, when the world comes back to normal, we can uh, we can see what it makes of it. So I gave myself three months and it didn't even it was after that first battle riot, like everything just went boom, you know mm. what I'm saying? And so going back on talking about that crowd, that MLW crowd is hardcore. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as you walk out there, tables, tables. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like, hold on, player. Can I get through my entrance? <laughs> Let me get through the ring, big dog. You know what I'm saying? And so, but they're awesome. But at the same time, like, they don't cheer for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, just to get them to stand up is a big deal. And, you know, like a lot of them afterwards came by, and, you know, they'll give you your two cents and they'll say this and that. But it was always love. And uh, when I was at NXT and WWE, I used to remember people talking about like, like the hate that they got from Twitter or like the hate that they got from like fans and stuff. And I was, I was wet. I was ready for it. I was like, all right, bring it mm -hmm. on, yo. But 
everybody was showing me love. I was like, man, are they trying to work me out here? Like, <laughs> where's the camera? At? <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because you're almost brainwashed to think like, oh, I don't, you know, when you first get in, people are like, oh, he's green. Oh, he doesn't know. Let me tell you something. When I was, not when I was, when I trained, I trained to be the best. I'm not training to just get by. I'm not trained to just be safe. I want to be the best. I want to be the safest. I want to be that guy. And so I would go literally, even when I was at NXT, I would go to Devon's uh, uh, gym during the pandemic. It would be me, uh, uh, now Scripps, Odyssey, uh, Ricochet, uh, Morrison, all of us would go, we would just train wow. for like two, three hours. And I'm I'm learning from these guys, you know what I'm saying? Because they've been in the business longer than me. And I'm picking their mind. I'm like, hey, what about this? What about what about this? So mentally, I was already there. And like I said, you can't you don't get better at having matches unless you have matches. So I was excited to have matches to put together what I knew and then also learn from these guys. You know, we got Davy Richards in the back, you know what I'm saying? We had Sabio. We had big dogs that have been where I want to be. And, you know, they're coming up to me and, and talking, giving me advice. So it was, it was, it, it, not, it was, it is dope. You know, and that locker room is hungry. You know, NXT locker room when I was there was super hungry. Everybody was trying to get to their main roster. This is when like Priest, Cole, mm-hmm. you know, all of Gargano, Tommaso, they were the locker room leaders. And so, we had a good thing going, and we, we were, they were putting out some banger matches, you know, and us recruits were back there like, all right, like, you know, chopping at the bits. You know, we want our turn. And so when I finally got my turn, I was like, I ain't looking back. I, I want to be the guy. And I know I keep saying it, but I'm I'm super, super passionate about it. For sure. Um, yeah. Man, so you basically started from scratch with NXT. So I think, like, they basically taught you how to wrestle, but – with MLW, we've got more of the character stuff. We've got more right. of the look, like mm-hmm. icy. Now you've got, yeah, like, yeah, you've yeah. got like the the vibe going. You know like, what, what was your what was your influence for just like your character work and your look? So um, when I got to uh, MLW, first of all, I want to say big shout out to Biff, Emilio. Yeah, shout out to Biff. Biff. Shout out to Emilio, Emilio, of course. Emilio and uh, Federico. Federico is man. That boy got a vision with that camera. Mm. And it was like, again, man, it was just like God was just blessing me in ways that I didn't even understand. I met Biff on the way on the air on the airport in the in the plane on the way to uh, my second show. And I was talking to him just like I was talking to you. I was telling him my vision. I was like, yo, this is the vision I have for the judge because I had a vision board during the pandemic. I created a vision board. I had five goals that I wanted to do before the end of the year. And uh, I didn't share with anybody. But Biff came to me and was like, yo, let's talk. Like, wh- wh- what do you see the judge as? This, you know, this is the direction I think MLW wants to go, but how do you see the judge? How do you see that? And so I just laid it out to him. I was just bit by bit. I said, you know, this is how I see it. You know, I would like to do anytime you guys got a slot to do promos, give me the stick. I want to talk. Um, anything you guys need extra of me, do, I want to do anything and everything. And I want to go over and beyond. And then I laid out to him my look how i wanted to talk how i wanted to be betrayed and uh he was like all right just head nod head nod and then you know we do a lot of our um you know our vignettes before the show and then again after the show mm-hmm. and so you know they had scripts and i looked at the script and i was like nah this ain't the judge but, no. <laughs> you know, I said, but they had already typed it before we talked and he was like all right 
do you do how do it how you think how the judge would do it and i was like and i shot it and then after it would take everybody was like okay from now on do it like that do all your <laughs> work like do it like that but this is you know again practice like when i'm going to the gym i'm cutting promos to myself you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like people <laughs> people that have parked next to me pull up the light they see this big ass black dude yelling <laughs> talking the car. they might think i'm rapping and losing my damn mind one or two but i'm over here <laughs> trying to cut promos you know what i'm saying and so we just had all the ingredients and just with Federico's vision, with Emilio's producing skills, Biff's producing skills, we just started making magic. And it just just kept getting better and better and better. For sure. Um, yeah, because I think it worked out kind of the same way for somebody like MJF, where you know people knew who MJF was before MLW, mm-hmm. but that's where he really incubated his character and you know grew into the guy that we see now in AEW. And I feel right, like right. similar thing is happening with you now, where you're kind uh-huh. of getting the character stuff going to match with the in ring stuff. Right, right. I hundred percent because you know anybody can wrestle. You can teach anybody how to wrestle, but you can't teach people charisma. You can't teach people. Uh, how to talk on that mic you can't teach people just how to be a presence you know and some of that stuff you're born with you know what i'm saying and others you got to work on and so what i where i was weak in i wanted to be strong because i didn't want to just be seen as a body guy you know what i'm saying that needs a mouthpiece i didn't want to see a be seen as a body guy that all he all he is good for is looking big and good although your boy <laughs> good you know what i'm saying I <laughs> don't look good now. i just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure i had I was fully rounded and that I was undeniable. And that was the the underlying word on my vision board was be undeniable and be versatile. That was the two things that I wanted to make sure that I got across, the message I got across, because let's let's be honest, y'all. Sometimes, you know, some of the stuff that we're seeing or we've seen in the past, it kind of gets it's just like acting, yo. If you're you're always so one-sided and there's not too much dimensions to you. The audience is gonna fall off. They're gonna they're gonna know what to expect. And I wanted to be the guy that's like, oh shit, I don't know what the judge's gonna do this episode. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? And even right. now, people don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. They don't know, you know, if I'm good, they don't know if I'm bad, they don't know if I'm gonna knock your head off, they don't know if I'm gonna give you a pat on the back and praise you. And that's how I like it. You know, I'm almost I'm almost like the Wolverine of MLW. Mm-hmm. Wolverine's a good guy, but he's gonna get it done how he wants to get it done. You know what right. I'm saying? Like sometimes Wolverine will go in there and slash your body up, and that wasn't the plan. They wanted the next man wanted to go in there and talk, but he's like, "Nah, I'm here to <laughs> hurt somebody." You know? <laughs> then, other times Wolverine just chilling, he in the background, you don't even know he's there. So I wanted to be versatile like that, but I also have that intensity. So it sounds like kind of way that your story ended over there that you might have some unfinished business i think was it did you have like a i think you talked about it a little bit but was it like i'm gonna show everybody that that was the worst mistake that they could ever make and mlw was kind of like the board you're using to paint that picture with now absolutely that is yeah. exactly what <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly was because you gotta think about it man i uh it's nothing against them. It's, it's business, right? Yeah, totally. But uh, I grew up on Mambo mentality. You know what I'm saying? Even if there wasn't a situation, I was going to make it up in my brain and then tell myself, <laughs> like, yo, they're over there making fun of your ass. Like, you need, right. to, you need to do this. You need to do that. Because I 
don't need anybody to motivate me. I don't need anybody to tell me to go work out. I don't need anybody to tell me to do this because it's already in me. Like I want to be the best. I want to learn to be the best. And I have the ability. And my mom always used to say, and even my wife says, I have the ability to look on the things from the outside in, like to self-evaluate. And a lot of people don't like people just walk around. So I'm the best. Nobody can tell me anything, this and that. And a lot of people that go on to become ghosts, go on to be hall of famers. They'll tell you like, I had to learn. I had to humble myself. I had to listen. I had to listen to those that went before me because we don't know everything. And the second that you think that you can stop learning is the second that you start fizzling out. And even now, as I sit here, I'm still learning. I'm learning from everybody. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you, Righteous, your little list was another thing that that made me hot. Like the little, the black wrestling, the black wrestling. Nothing against against you because I think we had met during Mania Week, right? We did. You were taking pictures. Mm -hmm. We had met. And I didn't know who put out the uh, VWI list till you kept retweeting. I was like, yo, let me find out. No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, just rash, dude. It's on sight. No, but that was another motivator, too. I'm, I, I'm being transparent with y'all. Like, all these little lists and all that stuff, I'm like, yo, y'all have no idea. Like, obviously, you guys are in the business. You guys have been there. You guys heard about it. You talked to these wrestlers. But, like, I don't think you can measure that want. You know, the effort, that E. And uh, I'm not saying I should have been number one, but I should have been a little <laughs> higher. You know what I'm saying? A little bit higher. But, uh, you know, that that's just a motivator for me. Like, just like in Mamba mentality, uh, Kobe talked a lot, a lot, a lot about, like, the writers, the reporters, the media, and how they would portray him. And he was, you know, basically said he would use that as fuel, but that didn't dictate how he played. You know what I'm right. saying? He said some games he'd come in, cool than a cucumber because that's the tempo he needed to be there's other games he came in there head hunting and that's kind of the you know the uh the vibe that i'm going going with right now i call it the induka mentality like i want to be the mm. best but at the same time to be the best you got to learn from the best you got to be able to be humble and just be able to you know see yourself from the inside out for sure uh yeah you, you talked about you know working with emilio and frederico and you know biff on the you know production side like yeah. in order to get better on the ring in ring side like you know who are some guys that you've worked with and who are some guys that you know have played a part in your development with mlw shoot yo first thing i did is i went up to the cameraman i was like yo mm-hmm. y'all the ones that make me look good what's your name you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. introduced myself to them i was like you know uh this is the angles that i think i look best in at this no, with all all seriousness, uh, I kind of, I you know when I formulated the judge, I was watching a lot of Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Mm-hmm. I was watching a lot of Randy Orton because I man, Randy is smooth as hell, and I like his tempo. I like his in between. I like his charisma. I like his character work. I watched a lot of uh, Cena, um, Booker. Uh, with as recently, I've been watching a lot of Devon stuff because obviously I'm uh, in the tag team division, and you know I can't. Oh, Batista, Batista is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, even preparing for this match with uh, with Hammerstone, I watched a lot of uh, the Last Man Standing match with Batista and Cena. 
Mm -hmm. um, yo, I watched a lot of Triple H too because this man would have 60 minute matches like it was nothing. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you know, you got guys complaining about 20 minute matches, 15 minute matches. He was just in there, workhorse, you know, and he had a long success. I mean, he's the big dog now, but he had a long successful career because he knew how to work. And so these are the people that I would watch. And um, I took a little bit from everybody and kind of made my own uh, recipe. You know, like uh, you could make a burrito any kind of way. You're going to have the cheese. You have the meat. You're going to have the jalapeno, whatever have you. But you don't always have to put it in at the exact same time. You can put it in different ways. You can chop it up. You can dice it. And that's how I did it, you know, just to create the judge. But I will say I had a very, very, very strong influence with Dwayne because even when I was at the uh, PC, uh, Hunter had said to me one day, because I was shooting a commercial uh, for Fox, it was a pilot for Fox. We were in Tampa and everybody was out there, Stephanie, uh, Hunter, Vince, and um, I'm in the ring, you know, we're sharing stories, we're talking about what we're going to do for the commercial and I'm chopping it up with H and he said, man, you know, you remind me a lot of, of DJ. And I'm having a conversation. I'm just enamored being able to talk to H because just to be able to, just to be able to talk to Hunter is big. And then like midway through the conversation, it clicked to me. I was like, he said DJ. He talked about Dwayne. Because <laughs> <laughs> at first I was like, who the hell DJ? And then he was like, <laughs> Dwayne. He said, you know, the moniker that he has, the hardest worker in the room. I just I always hear that when your name gets brought up. And he was like, I have no doubt, you know, you're one of the hardest workers in the room. And so that I kind of made me feel good that. Cause you don't get a lot of acknowledgement, especially when you're a recruit, because mm -hmm. you're kind of like a shadow, honestly. You're just there to get better and you're there to get better. At that time, you're almost like a liability because you're not really bringing no money into the company. You know what right. I'm saying? And so just to be able to hear that, that really uh, boosted my mentality as far as like what I can do in this business. Honestly, that was a conversation that made me realize like I can really do something. And for the, someone like that to say that to me, I can do something. Yeah. Um, I think it takes an expert to see like the work ethic is there. Like mm -hmm. every time you see like the workout videos and every time like you see you come out, like this guy looks like a million bucks, man. <laughs> yeah. And then, like I said, he's got, he's got the ice on too, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. It's the, Right. You know, I feel like it's just it's just getting started, you know, right. like all the pieces are now coming together. Uh, you know, I've definitely figured out who the judge is, how the judge moves, what ice cream the judge likes. You know, <laughs> I, I even went that deep, you know, what I'm saying? like, I like right. it. and so you, I, you, you almost got to figure out because there's a fine line between EJ and Duca and the judge. Right. And so. I figured out who the judge is and just amplified it, amplified it by a hundred thousand, and that's what you're getting to see. That's amazing, man. So what in two years, what do you think the judge's career is gonna look like? Man, shoot, a year from now, I think mm. um it's gonna be even bigger, even better. Um, I'm just, I'm just gonna continue to get more, better. And the result of all the seeds that I planted is this season right here is a, a season of sowing. And then mm -hmm. when I start to reap everything that I put in the ground, people are like, I feel like it's going to be to the point where people are like, that's what I expected. Nothing less. Gotcha. Because there's a lot of people that I, I talk to now um, and I, you know, I share with them 
like what I want to do the next match and this and that. And I'm like, oh, what do you think about this? And, and they, it's like an ongoing thing. Like, oh, I don't expect anything less. Like, cause I'm always trying to take it to the next level. I'm always trying to take, get the judge better. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like, even this last promo that I cut, um, when I recently turned heel, I joked around with Greeny and Greeny's one um uh, producers in MLW. Mm-hmm. I said, Greeny, y'all mess around, let me be heel. Y'all ain't gonna never let me go back. And he was like, ah, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. And I was like, no, for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was another thing where they had an idea of what they wanted me to cut. And I was like, nah, I'm a, I got, I, I'm gonna do it. Let me see this. And if this works. And then after that, I was getting, you know, God willing, I'm not praising God. I was getting all these compliments afterwards. Like, oh, shoot, we, we didn't know that you had that in you. Like, man, I've been waiting to say a lot of this stuff, but it's hard to get it across without looking like a heel as a baby face. You know what I'm saying? And so I always say I learned I made a lot of money as a baby face, but I'm going to have some fun as a heel. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely see the shift in intensity to like the beatdown after uh, uh, the Hammerstone confrontation the first time and everything you guys done on TV since. Like, it's just been totally. Yeah, different. I beat him like a stepchild. <laughs> like I, I love him but hey you finna get this whooping now <laughs> but yeah just being able to work with Hammerstone has been awesome being in this program right now that's another thing that I feel like it's kind of you know rocket shipped uh the judge too because yeah you know, I mean he's a world champion you know what I'm saying and I want gold and to be able to be in that program has been dope learning um, you know, court has been awesome from day one. Uh, you know, they've all Saint Laurent, all of them been great. And they've, like I said in the beginning, they saw my vision. It coincided with where they saw the judge because even from day one, they're like, "Hey, man, you've you got undeniable star power. You just got to figure out how we can get it out to the world." And uh, we we figured it out together. Dope. Well, we want everybody to watch MLW. You can watch it for free on the Pro Wrestling TV app. The Pro Wrestling TV app is really dope. I love that MLW is doing their exclusive content over there where you can catch the judge on a weekly basis. Definitely tune in. Where else can people find you online out there in the world if they want to get more of the judge? Hey, y'all can find me on Instagram at EJ underscore. That's it. Nothing else. At EJ underscore. My Twitter is right above my head at DJ Judge. Um, I also got a YouTube channel where I have a lot of workouts. One of the biggest things that I get in my DMs, especially from other wrestlers, is, you know, hey, can you send me on a diet plan, nutrition plan? I'm like, yeah, I got you. In my, in my bio, my uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, that's where you can find me. And also, my, like I said, my YouTube channel, I've got put up content all the time. You know, your boys in fashion too. And so I got passion, fitness, family, and uh, have a good time. So y'all go subscribe to my boy, and I appreciate every single one of y'all. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah, we appreciate (laughs) you so much. It's been, ladies and gentlemen, EJ Nduka, the judge. That's right. Right here on Grab City Interviews. I'm Will Washington. It's Philip Lindsay. It's Rice's Reg. We will see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.